Hello and welcome to The Scoop with me, Andy McAnally. You're listening to Stockport's independent podcast, where each week I speak to a local business owner. This week I'm joined by interior designer Jill Hardesty of The Styled Nest. For the last 10 years, my eldest is now 10, um, I've been a mum, uh, just at home looking after the family, but that whole time dreamed of doing something interiors related, so whether that was opening a home shop or an arts cafe or renovating and building properties, that's where my passion was. So a few years into this 10 years off, I started doing house renovations and took the plunge, gained a qualification in interior design, loved the course and it just made me feel alive again after so many years of raising kids and working in a wrong job. I always start then Jill by asking about about you, your journey um, and your business so do you want to give us a little bit of an insight into how you got to where you are today? Yeah so I'm middle-aged 44 so I graduated back in late 90s and went traveling to Southeast Asia and on my return I started to work in recruitment and it was really high pressure, high targeted, sales driven, absolutely hated it but stuck with it for 10 years. It wasn't right for my personality at all Um, and I went to three different companies, tried different areas of recruitment, hated every one of them and then came out to have my children in 2010 and for the last 10 years, my eldest is now 10, um, I've been a mum, uh, just at home looking after the family, but that whole time dreamed of doing something interiors related. So whether that was opening a home shop or an arts cafe or renovating okay. and properties, that's where my passion was. So a few years into this 10 years off, I started doing house renovations and took the plunge, gained a qualification in interior design, loved the course and it just made me feel alive again after so many years of raising kids and working in a wrong job um Mm -hmm. I always kind of felt like I was playing at a big job in recruitment um that was sort of imposter syndrome um I was doing the wrong job for me so for the first time ever I felt comfortable doing this um talking to clients about their ideas, I knew it was the right place for me. So after qualifying, I spent a bit of time doing sort of free of charge projects for friends to gain experience. Um, Mm -hmm. And then just the last month, I've set up my website to showcase my portfolio. And that sort of brings us to where we are now. Fantastic. So it's in effect, we're a brand spanking new business, like are, yeah. uh, almost a month old yeah. with, with, a, with, with a few years experience. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, I'm brand Fantastic. new. Yeah. So it's a great time to interview, and interview yeah. you and get a little bit of exposure, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. So obviously you've said you, you're an interior designer and you've gone through your qualifications, but do you want to give us a little bit more of an insight into what interior design is? is and maybe do you have any specialties or or anything like that yeah so um at the moment i do domestic so people's homes rather than commercial so it could be something really small like um you've moved in you just need a little bit of help with one room perhaps you just want a mood board and some ideas pulling together um Mm Some people are quite good with pulling together schemes. They just need a little bit of help, a little bit of a push in the right direction, and a mood board would be enough for that. Some people absolutely haven't got a clue, and they don't even know what it is that they like and they don't like. 
So we really need to sit down and drum into them, go through pictures, magazines, fabric samples, and mm-hmm. pull out what they like. Um, those people tend to need the full design. So it's everything, um, the whole room and managing the trades. Um, and that could be from kitchens, bathrooms, living rooms, bedrooms, they do it all. Um, okay. It depends really what people need. But I can offer the lower end of the scale, which is a mood board at about £250, and I can design the look of the room and give them a bit of a shopping list and off they go. Or the whole thing, which is almost like project management and running trades and pulling it all together. And I do everything in between. So it really depends what they need. Cool. And would that include then maybe the, like the landscape of the of the room or the or the house like in terms of maybe architecturally or is it all yeah. aesthetic so, yeah. um, i would work so i know i have contacts who are architects builders tradespeople, mm-hmm. and i would work with them if it was a little bit more technical if we okay. need architects in we would work with them so they get specialist people um and i would work with them to the layout the electrics the lighting plan um knock it down walls if necessary we can look at that and then we will dress cool. it all and do like so you'd almost say this would look ace and it would be great for the family can it work yeah. and then you'd ask you <laughs> you'd, you'd outsource for that question <laughs> yeah and i can do all the layouts interior changing of layouts and floor plans and all that kind of stuff but anything that involves building work we would get other specialists in at that stage fair enough fantastic so it sounds like you've got a obviously a really good grip of of what it is that you're able to offer and I mean I can't believe the way you're talking you're only you're only a month old really yeah. <laughs> I've done I mean I suppose I've done a lot of work for myself in, in my own home renovations but also I've been doing okay. for people on the side I guess for probably about mm-hmm. a year now so I've done quite a few projects I've seen through to fruition some of them have been quite large projects so Cool. Experience-wise, I have gained a little bit, even though I am just officially launching the company now. I have had a bit of experience on the ground up until now. So, yeah. Right, okay, that that makes sense. Brilliant. So, um, in terms of ex- in in terms of experience and stuff, because I mean, you've got we've just spoken off air that you've got sixteen thousand Instagram followers, yeah. um, and I've looked on your Instagram, and there's some pretty amazing pictures there it looks like you've you've done some some really good work so that in itself that's going to be your main um, marketing presumably is it uh, with Instagram and because it's quite visual what you do isn't it yeah yeah so all anything I do produce any portfolio pictures will go onto Instagram people can see on there and they get regular updates each day on things that I'm doing and they can follow me on stories and any client projects I'm working on I'll always put things on there to keep people interested so yeah Instagram will be my main contact with people and I can chat day to day with people on there as well so it's a bit more friendly I think isn't it today than just a flat website and then an email you can yeah, stories on instagram with people so it's just yeah another way of building relationships with people i think yeah. so has that been the strategy then to sort of build that marketing funnel i suppose if you like um before you've before you've launched the business yeah do you know initially it was that was the whole point of setting up my instagram account was to gain a following and to gain exposure for when I did mm-hmm. start my interiors business, just to see 
if people were interested in my designs and whether they would follow me and because they have followed me that kind of made me think yeah people do like the content I'm putting out there um because mm-hmm. I've grown it to the level I've grown it it kind of built my confidence and everything yeah I can do this people do like it so yeah fantastic well well done and, and obviously good luck with uh with the future of it all I hope it um hope it comes to fruition for you why self-employed then jill um was there any option to maybe go and work with an agency or or was it self-employed was that always what you were going to do it had to be really my my husband runs his own business and needs to be there at at lots of different times Mm -hmm. and different hours so the family and the children are still kind of my responsibility so i knew going to work for somebody else might have an impact on what we have in our family unit. And I knew I have enough experience um, and qualifications and I know how to do this, to manage it at home and work alone. Um, I can sit at at the dining table and pull together a design for someone while the children are watching you've been framed so I'm not missing out on family time and I can juggle my hours around the family so I do quite a lot of work on an evening and while the children are at school so but I can still be there so if I need to go and pick them up from school if they're poorly or if they need to be off home ill I can be here so it works for us as a family better than if I had to go out and work for somebody so yeah brilliant that makes sense and I guess there's maybe an element of competition he's got his own business so you've now got yours too (laughs) yeah so you you can make the teeth tonight I've done more work than you today yeah (laughs) definitely let's go back a little bit you you were saying that um so you started out in recruitment yeah but that wasn't for you why why wasn't that for you um, I think it's that corporate vibe and I'm not a corporate person I'd probably say I'm more creative but you've got to put on a face once a mask in the corporate world and speak the speak and talk the talk and that's not me I'd just rather be me and I never found going into these stuffy formal meetings everyone in a suit having to sit upright and be a certain way and not mm-hmm. let the wrong words come out. And I just thought that isn't my personality at all. It's too formal. And and to be fair, this is back in 2000 and 2010. So the corporate world may have changed a bit since then. It may be a lot more relaxed. It wasn't then. Um, yeah. yeah, and I just didn't feel it was for me. I'd be speaking to law firms um, because I did legal recruitment for a little while and I just never felt comfortable. It wasn't me. So I think okay. when you get to 40, I think you do start to question, am I on the right path? And <laughs> for me, and it wasn't. So, yeah. And then how did you find your your time as a, as a stay-at-home mum, housewife? Oh. Yeah, I, I knew, I loved it. I re- don't get me wrong. I've been so lucky to spend time with my children at home, but it's a tough job and it's it's on a par with recruitment being tough. It's a really hard job. So much respect for mums. I know a lot of people who work think, oh, I would love to be at home full time looking after the kids. And the mums who are at home full time looking after the kids think, I'm so envious. I'd love to be at work and get away from the kids. So, <laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. But I feel having an outlet for yourself besides yeah. being just our parent 
is good for your mental health. Just being a stay-at-home mum can send you on a bit of a downward spiral. I think you need something else in your life, something that you're achieving beyond yeah, family. Yeah, so that's why... The- yeah, I mean, obviously, you had your interior design as a hobby, I suppose, yeah. didn't you, by yeah. doing up your house and, and helping helping friends and stuff. But yeah. But then actually you've, you're now able to really outlet it and yeah. and almost perform yeah. in, in your hobby. I yeah. suppose if you look at yeah. running as a hobby, yeah, it's great to get out, lose a bit of weight, but then get fitter. But then obviously people are looking at 5Ks and 10Ks and, and events and stuff, aren't they? So yeah, you've almost done the equivalent. Yeah, yeah. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Yeah, it is. And, you, and so you, you're ready to, uh, to take on the big wide world of work again then? I am. Yeah, it's quite daunting though. But yeah, no, and and because I feel so comfortable in this environment, I'll talk interiors mm-hmm. all day long with people. Um, yeah. It doesn't feel like work, I suppose. That sounds a bit cheesy, doesn't it? But yeah, <laughs> so it's what I'm passionate about. So. Well, there's that. There's that saying, isn't there? If you were, uh, if you enjoy your work, you've never worked a day in your life, or or something along those lines, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, there? and I think it's true. Yeah cool okay so obviously we are the scoop um we do talk about stockport as as much as we talk about you and um and your business so i guess from an interior design point of view um will it be mainly local clients that you work with um will the local community be important and and how important will it be to your business yeah definitely for me um i live in sk7 so having clients in my area makes my life a lot easier so interior design does involve a lot of meetings um multiple mm-hmm. meetings to and fro um going to site dropping up samples meeting trades confirming selections um last minute changes so because I know this area really well. I know the shortcuts, the busy traffic hotspots. <laughs> um, but I also appreciate the value of property in this area. So as a designer, I can advise clients how far they should go when renovating before they exceed yeah. the ceiling height of their street. So knowing your area really well does help advise clients in the right way, not to run over budget. Um, and it's just, it's handy because my school, my home, my business, my clients all within yeah. five to 10 minutes, it makes life a lot easier, doesn't it? So, yeah. So I suppose if, if you were to say go virtual and work with people nationally yeah. or, or further afield, yeah. it would, it would be a much different role I suppose would it because hey, you'd have to do more research on property yeah, um, it can etc and trade and what have you I do offer a virtual service for people who live further away it is uh-huh. just a mood board so we would we would talk on zoom right. they would send me photographs and measurements and we would come up yeah. with a virtual service um, and that's the cheaper end of what I offer so if you do live far away we can offer you that but I wouldn't then be able to offer further support which I could if we lived local so yeah that makes sense. And then by offering that further support, so the full package, I suppose it's a huge benefit to the community as well, isn't it? Because not only are you helping somebody local living, uh, create their dream home, yeah. you're also helping local trade suppliers um, and yeah. lo- other local businesses um, and everything with all the work that you're outsourcing too. Exactly. And all the trades, all the DIY shops, paint shops, they're all around this mm-hmm. area, they're all around Stockport. So yeah, definitely. Fantastic. And so you say you know the area really well. Are you, have you always been local? No, so I'm from the northeast originally um, okay. and moved to university late uh, 95. 
Um, right, okay. I lived in Manchester longer than I lived in the northeast. I've been here since '95, so it's 19 when I moved here. So, okay. um, yeah, I've been in Bramall since I lived in Didsbury for a bit. Bramall since 2011, I think. So, yeah, I think putting your kids through school in this area, you meet so many people and you get to know the area so well. So, mm-hmm. I do feel this is home now. So, yeah. Fantastic, brilliant. So, yeah, you've been been in the in the area. Yeah. Ten years, certainly the local specific local area. Ten years now, yeah. which yeah. So you will have a really good idea. Yeah. Awesome. So, um, obviously, I'd normally ask about challenges um, for your business, but I mean, have you faced any challenges yet? Yeah, I mean, yeah, business challenges. I think just being a startup, really, and getting my name out there, um, getting to be known as a credible designer in this area. Yeah. Obviously, I've created a, a great website, um, which I feel is not only set at an affordable price, um, but it's accessible to everybody, as we talked about before. Um, yeah. I've got a good Instagram following, but I'm relatively unknown on Facebook and, and House, which is another social media interiors site. So I'd yeah. really like to get my presence built there. But, but as mm-hmm. you're aware, it does take time to build up, and, and, and the time you have to put into these social media outlets is, is big yeah. to get your presence up. So challenge-wise, it's yeah, it's getting noticed um, and getting exposure, which is what I'm working on at the moment. Cool. And what about, so in terms of being noticed and exposure, have you developed any relationships with, like long-term relationships with other local businesses? Obviously, you've spoken about trades and and things, but we've got a lot, particularly where we are in in Bramall, you've got a lot of homeware businesses haven't you and and stuff which will probably yeah. be useful for you and I take it relationships are, are important there they are they are and I think getting yourself known to local businesses as an interior mm-hmm. designer um you can then get discounts on the products that you put into <laughs> yeah brilliant. you can pass that on to the customer as well so that is something yeah. I am looking to build on with with local suppliers um cool. and having a yeah a catalogue of people that yeah, I and I guess I guess any customer that's going into maybe Homebird or somewhere like that and asking yeah. about would this go with that, and then they, if you've got that relationship, then they can, yeah, they can pass that on, pass you your details on to the customer, yeah. can't they? Yeah, and they're a great, they're a great shop. I have a good relationship with them actually. They're, they're lovely staff, yeah. so we're all followers of each other on Instagram. So, <laughs> yeah, Fantastic. Yeah. Um, excellent. And then, um, so are there any other challenges that maybe you foresee? Um, in the coming months and have you strategized to maybe try and counter those challenges yeah I think it's a challenge isn't it setting up in in this current climate so Mm -hmm. um, obviously being through one lockdown and then another lockdown so it's things like gaining access to people's homes arranging meetings with people and getting trades to be available which is a huge problem at the moment because they're working through the backlog of lockdown one um so they're everybody's at home aren't they so they're noticing leaks and absolutely Getting so, so the, the good thing I'd say for me at the moment is because I've done quite a lot of renovations, I have got quite a good black book of tradespeople that I've used before who I have relationships with. So for some people, I can get available, but for projects mm-hmm. that are doing things I've never done before, it can prove tricky. Um, yeah. Project we're working on at the moment, they're doing fitted wardrobes in a bedroom. 
um, and the factories now closed for second lockdown, so they can't get the wardrobes out. So the delay is going on another month, and the carpets can't go down till the wardrobes are in. So it's things like that, the knock-on effect mm-hmm. it has to the rest of the project is frustrating and that's probably going to go on for a little bit and things like fabric suppliers you can't just go you can't just turn up anymore you have to have an appointment um you can't touch samples in some places so there's a tile shop we were in recently and we had to stand behind a table we couldn't touch any of the samples without purchasing them and that makes it challenging because interior design isn't just about what you see it's the tactile touching and feeling things and you can't absolutely so yeah, things like that are are proving challenging and, and availability of things. You might do a big shopping list for a client with um, 50 products on and you might be doing that over the course of three weeks. And by the time you finish their shopping list and you go back, half the things that you've chosen or selected are no longer available. And <laughs> you know, that's that. You know, getting the stock in that, that suppliers are struggling with. And, you know, because my design is accessible and affordable i can't just make things from scratch i need to find and source things available on the hand mm-hmm. at a good price and it can take time to do that and to find that it's suddenly not available and they can't get hold of it is frustrating for a design so yeah i think we're all learning we have to be a little bit more flexible and patient in the at the moment in yeah. every way so cool excellent so it sounds like you've got some good coping mechanisms in place with yeah. that you've got some yeah good strategies to deal with it and then on the flip side what about success Jill have you um have you seen any any big successes yet obviously you've got some clients already which is fantastic and I mean I've seen your photographs on Instagram your house looks amazing thank you oh well I I, I feel very embarrassed people say things like that to me (laughs) I want to blow my own trumpet I, I tend to be a bit more negative talking about myself so successes is a difficult one for me so um I'd probably say setting up on my own getting out and doing it having the guts to do it although it's scary and it could fail although it probably won't um that's probably my biggest success at the moment and and winning people sending an email saying I've seen you on Instagram looked at your website yeah love, love to work together things like that at the moment yeah. are a huge success for me um being a small startup so yeah i'd say those things at the moment oh fantastic well yeah don't um don't feel negative about yourself that's uh <laughs> it's, it's you isn't it that's your business Absolutely. it's you now it's your business you're not working for somebody else um yeah. you've got to blow your own trumpet haven't you yeah, absolutely i know excellent and what about the future jill how do you see um your business growing yeah so as I keep saying the same thing just to gain more exposure in my sector is my goal at the moment um just to grow and to keep designing my biggest passion is to transform spaces into something people can be proud of that make them feel good and that they want to come home to so um they say don't they a well-designed home can have a a really positive impact on your well-being you want to be there and you're proud you know you invite people around it looks lovely it makes you feel good so um yeah to grow in that area and I'm I'm actually registering my own house as a location house at the moment so um okay it can be used in photo shoots and things so I'm just finishing off the renovations there so I should be ready to do that next year um yeah that's it just to grow on on other social media platforms and and to grow a little bit more on instagram to keep pushing it really 
And will you look to remain domestic or is commercial something that you might be interested in? Definitely, yeah. Any area of design, whether it's bars, restaurants, cafes, shops um, or people's homes, um, they translate really well. I think with businesses, you can can push the boundaries a little bit more. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can look at all areas. Cool. And then just going back to what you were saying there about um, about home being, um, I can't remember how you put it, but uh, home being the space being so important to people, yeah. Yeah. Suppose particularly at the moment, maybe the requests that you're getting are, are changing because we're all working from home. Yeah, absolutely. Aren't we, as much as, as anything else. So not only is is it a home, yeah, we've also got to we've got to have a workspace and maybe a, a separate space if possible and stuff. So yeah. how's that affecting? Yeah, we are. So people are getting asked more and more about what what can I do in my home to create a work from home area that isn't going to impact on the use of other rooms. So, um, you know, carving out a little nook um, in a in an existing room for a, a workspace that's organised. It's comfortable, that looks good, that looks part of the room, like it's well designed. So using proper joinery or proper furniture that looks like it should be in a home rather than looking like you've crammed in a a proper commercial office into your living room. So, yeah, people, I mean, there's a lot of Pinterest images at the moment for home office. And there's some amazing things you can do out there to make it look fabulous. But, yeah, I have been asked recently for help in that area. So, yeah. I think it's um it's the way forward, isn't it? I don't know if people are going to yeah, go back to full time office working. Yeah, I think even when we're back in uh, out of lockdown and and we're allowed in the real world again, I think it's going to be yeah a lot of hard working, isn't it? Because there'll yeah. be more people, more and more people like yourself as well who've yeah who've set up self employed. Yeah, um, absolutely. We've seen an opportunity. Yeah, loads. Excellent. Okay, so um, in terms of interior design. Jill, what would your best piece of advice be um, to anybody looking to um, to maybe redesign their home? Oh gosh, that's a tricky one, isn't it? Um, <laughs> really big question. Uh, yeah, I mean, as an interior designer, I get asked loads of questions by people. Um, anything from like, oh, do you think I should paint this wall blue, or what curtains look good in this room? And it's a really, really hard question because. As a designer, you take in every aspect of a room. You don't just look mm-hmm. at curtains. You would consider everything, um, cushions, flooring. It all needs to work together. So it's really tricky just to give one piece of advice. But I would say um, if you're thinking about using an interior designer, it doesn't need to be as expensive as you think it does. Um, some okay. people are quite high-end, but I'm not. So um, I'm all about you don't have to spend a fortune to have a space that you love. You can do it on a budget. Some pieces need to be good quality, like the sofas that you're sitting on, for example. But other mm-hmm. things you don't need to blow the budget to make it look nice. And I can help you with that. So um, I can help you transform your space into a curated way without spending a fortune. And I think that's what people don't always realise. They think they have to spend a lot of money and they don't. There's loads and loads of people out there providing great products at really good prices. So, um, yeah, you just need to talk to me and I can show you how. <laughs> yeah, I suppose like from that point of view, it's a bit like... Um, a bit like style in terms of dressing as well, isn't it? A good yeah. pair of shoes transforms a, a cheap pair of jeans. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and you just got to know where to spend money on what things are important and and what is. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. So it's I suppose the advice is 
get advice get advice on on what needs to be done and what doesn't yes yeah, so say for example a sofa is definitely the key piece you need to spend money on yeah. a cheap sofa it might look good initially but over time it's not comfortable so that yeah. needs to be something that you do invest in but other things um you can buy a lamp from ikea which looks fabulous it's really on trend not very expensive gallery walls are really in at the moment and you can pick up some really inexpensive prints put them in ikea frames and create a great gallery wall for not a lot of money yet you've got an image when it when it all comes together looks great and looks a lot more expensive than it probably is so yeah yeah absolutely absolutely fantastic and then coming back to um, Stockport and the local area, so you say you've—I mean—you've been here since 1995 in in Manchester. Yeah. Um, spent some time in Didsbury, and then you've been been over here in, in SK for ten years. Mm-hmm. What what drew you over to SK in the first place? Um, it was probably because we were thinking about having a family, and it just felt a bit more of a family area than where we were. Um, we knew that the schools were good. And at the time, it was getting into catchment for the right school. That was kind yeah. of on our agenda at that time. So I think, you know, what well, you know how you do. You research all the streets that get you into the school that you want to be in. Yeah. And you're like, right, we have to buy in this street. So we found the house and we moved. Um, and, but we did know a few people in this area anyway. Um, and, yeah, we just loved it. I just I love all the trees. It's such a green area. It's so leafy. Um, it's all surrounding the amazing park which we're always in on weekends and there are so many lovely walks around this area as well we've been going out for nighttime walks with the kids actually um okay. love it and you can start yeah, yeah, <laughs> well they're, they're 10 and 8 so they're a bit older now so yeah everyone started to decorate the houses for christmas with the lights and stuff um so it looks fabulous and um there's a nice walk that we're doing at the moment up to the church in um, and they've got a lovely little outdoor cafe area there now, haven't they? So you can yeah. have a coffee, wander around and do a loop, a 5K loop. And it mm-hmm. just gets you outside, doesn't it? You know, when you're just feeling a bit, oh, God, there's nothing to do. There's nowhere to go. So we've been doing little walks and getting to know the little the little off-beaten track areas of Bramall recently. So, Would you say that's your, I suppose, favourite thing about, about the local area is the the outdoor um, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love the leafiness and the trees. But I also love the sense of community that this area gives you. Um, mm. it, it's a real sense of belonging and everybody seems to know everybody. And I know I haven't been here as long as other people, but every time you go for a walk, saying hello to someone, you never, ever don't pass somebody on your route. And that's that gives you a sense of belonging, I think, to an area, doesn't it? When you know a lot of people. Yeah, it's a nice feeling. So I remember when I was at uni, um, it was in Warrington, to be fair, when I was at uni, but there was people come up from London and they were really off put by the fact that everybody said hello to each other. Yeah, and we just don't. (laughs) Because it just doesn't happen down there, does it? Not at all. And my mum lived in Guildford for about 10 years and I used to get a shock when I went down there if I smiled at somebody in the street they'd look at me like I was really strange and I was like you smile at that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know so yeah really friendly area yeah fantastic brilliant well um thank you very much Jill that just about rounds up the interview Great. um like I do with everybody what I'll do is I'll put all your details on our website which is uh, thescoop.co.uk yeah um but if you want to just um give us a quick guide of where we might be able to find you um and how to get in touch 
Yeah, so um, you can find me on Instagram and it's Jilly Lizzie Interiors and that's Jilly with a Y and Lizzie with a Y. Um, and yeah, and there's a link in my bio there, which is probably the best place to find my interior design website, which is um, www.thestylednest.co.uk because I haven't quite been indexed by Google yet. It's not very easy to find going through a search engine. So if you link, click on the link in my bio in Jilly Lizzie Interiors, you can find all my details there. Cool, excellent. Well, we will stick them on on the uh, website like I say so people can literally just click on the button and, yeah. and get there for you fantastic yeah. well thank you so much Jill it's been really interesting speaking to you and I really hope that your fledgling business um, is a great success for you great thank you Andy you've been listening to The Scoop with me Andy McAnally please subscribe to our podcast and make sure to listen to next week's show if you'd like to share your story about your rise to independence please email guest at thescoop.co.uk or you can find us on Facebook by searching The Scoop. Remember, The Scoop is spelt S-K-O-O-P. Finally, I really hope you enjoyed this show and if you did, it would be great if you could leave us a five-star review on your podcast platform or share with your network to help others find us and enjoy our podcast too.